0: Facilities from receiving federal funds.
1: I'm Charlie Bucks. American Family News is online at one news I'm Rusty Pugh.
2: Welcome to Keys to the Kingdom. I'm Brother Gregory, and we're talking about the Kingdom of God. Uh, We're on LibertyRadioLive.com now, and that's where you're hearing us if you're hearing us live. Uh, We uh, still have our blog talk in the morning for a half hour before. This is a warm-up for this show, and this show is going to be answering a lot of the questions that came up during the week that I just simply did not have the time to do 20 pages of typing to answer. I thought they'd be better answered live. So uh, hopefully all those people asking those questions are listening. Uh, I let them know that we will be addressing all these issues uh, on this radio show. Next week, we're going to have a special guest. Uh, Timothy Baldwin is going to be our, our guest on the show. We've got a way in which now to have... Uh, call ins and uh, hopefully giving you better sound now than we have in the past and this will make better recordings uh, that are available on the radio station uh, for those who want to hear it at, and can't quite get to hear us at this time and then we'll have it archived eventually in our own archives but uh, they should be start getting more interesting I would think because we'll have interaction with other people of often different opinions, uh, maybe some common goals. Uh, Timothy Baldwin is the son of Chuck Baldwin. Chuck Baldwin ran for the President of the United States under the Constitutional Party. He's been a minister for years. He is challenging Romans 13. We have challenged Romans 13, and Timothy Baldwin asked uh, if there was any way that we could promote his book. Well, I said I hadn't read it yet. But then again, he hadn't read mine, so I told him we were must be even. So I sent him a copy of mine. He sent me a copy of his. I've gotten through the first two chapters, or at least I'm in the second chapter of his book. And hopefully I'll get through the rest of them by the uh, showtime next week. But next week I think we'll have him on for two hours, if he can stand us for two hours. And we'll bring a kingdom perspective to... Uh, their constitutional perspective of uh, Romans 13. Uh, they are not advocates of the common interpretation of Romans 13. They don't believe that everybody should be uh, absolutely, totally subservient to any form of government. But I can tell you after getting to the first chapter that we do have some differences of opinions. Hopefully he's reading our higher liberty, which is uh, our addressing the concepts uh, have been attached to Romans 13 uh i you know those of you who know me know i have a real hard time remembering the bible by verse and chapter the verses and chapters are not in the bible uh those have been all added by translators to help us keep track of what's where and and uh, uh the fact is is that some of those paragraph breaks and some of those chapters have led to misunderstandings because you can't understand one chapter often because it's really not only a not a different chapter but it's part of the same paragraph of a previous thought and uh, you have to go back and, and read that so that you understand it in context And, of course, reading the Bible in context is about also understanding history. And today, most Christians do not understand the history in which the Gospels were written. They have a real hard time understanding the language, uh, both in New and Old Testaments, and they absolutely don't understand what was going on at the time of Christ. And if you don't understand that, you won't always understand what Christ was talking about because he was talking in the context of the history where he was at at that time. And many of the uh, uh, eschatologies that are being used today are built on the idea that Jesus was talking to them when in reality he was talking to the person in front of him. Specifically addressing that individual, saying that that individual would do a particular thing, and we think that has to do with us. No, it has to do with that individual. In some cases, you know, they haven't made an eschatology out of it, but in some cases, they have, and it's led to a lot of misunderstanding. You you need to believe in Christ, but you need to have a true picture of Christ as the Gospels intended to impart to us. And there's been a lot of messing around with that image. So a lot of people think they believe in Christ, and they actually believe in a false Christ that was created by theologians with way too much time on their hands. Well, we have, uh, again, we have our uh, combination guest host, technician, and... uh, uh, producer and manager. <laughs> Gopher. <laughs> Gopher. Uh, unpaid flunky. <laughs> That's me. That's Paul in Wisconsin who's helping us do this program. Good morning, and everybody. So, uh, paul, Paul's paul been very helpful and handy uh, in computers. We had one fellow who's, who's coming from New York out to visit us and I uh, hope I didn't just connect you I'm using First my time. knee as a as a mouse pad <laughs> so and that doesn't always work <laughs> uh, but uh, he had a computer crash and there Paul was giving him hints and helpful uh, advice on how to fix it and I saw Scott coming in and and giving him some more information and so uh, I guess he's up and running because uh, Uh, He was just on a call then. We didn't get to hear his voice, but uh, there were a couple of people there.
3: We heard a computer.
2: Yeah, they had a computer working. I don't know if it was his laptop. (laughs) They had something working. Uh, But anyway, so I promised to talk about a number of subjects uh, that have come up on the the, – what I was looking for is – I just had it here. Oh, here we go. I was going to I was gonna burden Paul with giving the telephone number. I was going to give the telephone number. We are going to talk about a number of subjects to fill out the next two hours that have been brought up on the uh, Living Network and the network uh, over the, this last week. And, and often we will try to do that, except when we have special guests like Timothy Baldwin. We'll probably devote the whole time to him if he can stay with us for two hours. But uh, the call-in number, 414-395. Two four four two. Uh, another way to write that is four one four three nine five two H H C. Is that correct?
3: That's <laughs> right. Two H H C.
2: Yeah, yeah I, uh, I I being dyslexic, I wrote that down wrong, but I I knew it had to be H H C or there wouldn't be any point. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, so you can call in there and, uh, we'll try to take your calls. But but what we're going to be talking about is, uh, uh, okay, we have an alert that, and one of, we're, I'm depending on, uh, uh, Paul's connection. And then I'm connected with Paul And that's how we get to the radio And I guess they're starting to have Thunderstorms there So we may suddenly be disconnected But I can get back on Real quick from here Because it's a bright sunny day here Out in front of the Summer Lake Lodge Which is where I have to go to get DSL In order to do this show And uh, we're going to uh, Get right back on If we are suddenly disconnected By the powers of the universe Uh and, but we won't be taking call-ins at that point, maybe. <laughs> but at least we'll be back hooked up. Uh, anyway, I don't
3: anticipate a loss. I'm just warning you.
2: Yeah, good heads up so that I'm and I'm forewarned and I'm prepared. We talked a little bit about the coming uh, uh, element that a lot of people are all worked up about. I have investigated that pretty thoroughly. I can say that I, you know, I can't give you the gospel on it, but. Uh, That just appears to be a big comet. It could cause a couple of coronal mass ejections. It could affect uh, weather, power, uh, and uh, pipelines and things like that. But I don't see that that is Nibiru and it's not going to flip the poles or anything like that. But I'm not saying that there isn't going to be those kinds of shifts in our near future. I can tell you this, that there are uh, huge uh, volcano off the coast of Oregon that has been swelling uh, the floor with carbon dioxide and other gases and it could explode if that explodes uh, it's a deep sea volcano or at least it's showing venting if that were to explode uh, you would have a tidal wave that could wipe out hundreds of thousands of people along the coast of Oregon and It could go all the way to Japan they'd get another tidal wave uh, there's activity uh, uh, near uh, Puerto Rico, uh, near the continental shelf, that is showing signs of shifting. Lots of tremor earthquakes. If that were to break off and slide uh, off the uh, shelf there, you would have a tidal wave that could affect everybody in the Gulf of Mexico. Uh, the same thing is happening on the Azores Islands. There's parts of the ocean that are boiling. This all is to do because of Activities on the sun that are heating up the core of this planet. Heating up Saturn, heating up Jupiter. Huge storms on those planets. Uh, Hurricanes on Mars have been seen in the last few years. Directly related to the activities on the sun. Heating up these planets. uh, Increasing the amount of energy flow into the cores of these planets. It appears that we are going to move into a geologically active period. I'm not trying to frighten anybody, but again, forewarned, uh, the best solution to deal with these problems that we can talk about here is network with other people that care about you, care about righteousness, care about your rights, care about your life as much as you care about theirs. If you bring those people together, you will have a viable force that can deal with any cataclysm. And it warns about this in the Bible, New Testament, Old Testament, how to do this. And this is why we've written these books, made them available to you for free. We don't charge you a thing for those books online. And you can find out where they all are by joining the Living Network. And you do that by going to hisholychurch.org, drop down menu under the guy with the net, find your local group join it get to know those people in your area and they will connect you with all the other people that are in our growing network now to those topics that we were talking about uh, that uh, came up on the uh, group there was somebody who wrote a great deal of uh, uh, questions he's evidently fairly active in the new york area and i I just could not go through this point by point with email. I just don't have that kind of time. Uh, he talks about no enemy has been defeated by ignoring who they are. So the question is, who is the enemy? And, of course, he, he has some information about Rothschilds and some information about the Rockefellers and and uh, Zionists who uh, are manipulating the information to people. Uh, manipulating uh, our money supply, manipulating, uh, uh, you know, our economies, uh, manipulating our governments. Now, certainly, if you study history, you know that the history of government is the history of conspiracies, the history of people seeking power and seizing power. Is that the problem, that somebody is out there trying to deceive you Is that the problem that somebody's out there trying to manipulate you, manipulate your government? Is that why we are in the situation that we are in today? Or is it our fault? I mean, did it work when Adam blamed uh, the devil for his problem? And did it work when he then tried to blame God for his problem? Uh and uh, we have a caller coming online. Uh, so, why don't we just go right to the caller and we'll see if we can incorporate my answers on this into what the caller has to say or ask. Hello. Hey, Greg, this is Hadar. Hi. Hadar's in you? Minnesota and he's calling in. Do you have a question, Hadar?
4: Yeah, just uh, with all your conversation about the, uh, you know, where, where we should be focused in, in the kingdom and so forth. Uh, see, I've been getting a lot of uh, calls and emails and uh, questions across my desk about uh, September twenty seventh, twenty eighth, twenty ninth. You know, I can't tell you how many videos I, I've had uh, shot at me about this is it, uh, the rapture, of the church uh to um cat, you know cataclysmic events, and uh do you see it all adding it uh, adding up and the feast of trumpets and that kind of thing so I just thought I bet you a lot of other people are hearing a lot of this too, and, and you, the importance of uh, the church being the church and coming together and we you, you know you've been mentioning about sunspots and things like that, so I thought maybe you would like to. Help people try to make uh, a good spiritual sense of all the information that people are bombarded with there lately.
2: Right, uh, I, I certainly will uh, uh, address that. I, I've told this story before, uh, and of course, we assumingly we have hundreds of more listeners than we used to have. So I'll tell it again: is that I was uh, I picked up somebody, a, a, a devout friend uh, from the Midwest came out to visit and i picked them up at the local bus station and was driving them home came to an intersection somebody was stopped at the red light in front of me you have to turn left or right at this intersection there's no through and uh, all of a sudden the traffic you know the light turned green everybody started up and i was talking to the guy to my right and looking over at him and suddenly i slammed on my brakes and i didn't go through the intersection and a gasoline truck ran the red light at about 50 miles an hour. It was a blind corner. There are trees on the corner. You couldn't see the guy coming. And uh he ran through just missing the car that went ahead of us. Uh The car to my right slammed on their brakes because they saw me slam. They couldn't see because I was in a big truck. So they couldn't see this other truck coming, but they slammed on their brakes because they saw me do it. So they didn't enter the intersection. the first few cars they went by, and that gasoline truck missed the front of our bumper by not more than three feet It actually went by at such a speed that it shook my truck. The air shook my truck, <laughs> and it went by, and we started up again, crossing the intersection and uh I said that was amazing and then I just kept on with the conversation just as if nothing had happened. And the fellow stopped me and says, did you see that truck coming? And I said, no, I didn't. I didn't know it was coming. It was coming. He says, well, why would you step on the brakes? I don't know. My foot just came up and I slammed on the brakes. I did not see the truck. I didn't have any visual perception of the truck at all until it went zooming by. It was actually the first I realized the truck was there. And uh, it would have been exciting if I hadn't. But the reality is I did step on the brakes. And I believe God can do that for everybody, can save you from things you can't even see coming. I think there's a great danger in this fear-mongering I see with every passing comet or eclipse. Uh, there's actual events that are going on that are very uh, uh, evident that there could be cataclysmic events Uh, Cataclysmic earthquakes. We've had them in the past. Just before St. Clark arrived in uh, Oregon. A huge tidal wave that had wiped out large numbers of people and whole forests. Trees were knocked down and uprooted all over the coast, way inland, because of a tidal wave that had come ashore shortly before, uh, you know, just a few years before uh, Lewis and Clark arrived. Now there's all homes in those same areas. Uh, those would be totally wiped out with a tidal wave. And tidal waves are possible. They happen. The earthquakes that happened in 1811 and 1814 in the Midwest it, along the New Madrid uh, would cause, you know, thousands of deaths, billions of dollars worth of damage that they took place again today. Uh, before white men came, there had been an earthquake in the uh, York area. St. Lawrence Seaway is a fault. Uh, All these things can happen. We think that everything is going to just go along just like it always has. It's not. So what do you do? Live in fear all the time? No. You seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. He will provide for you in ways you cannot even imagine. You, You can't stock up enough beans to get you through the disasters that could take place in this world today. I'm not saying it's not a good idea to have a little bit of stocked up beans. (laughs) It may be. But you need to be led by the Holy Spirit, not by the spirit of fear. And I'm not afraid of uh, Ellen and coming. I'm afraid that people aren't seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And this network that we're creating and working to create, and we can't do it ourselves, it's up to the individual people. This is the best opportunity I can see on the map for expanding your efforts and moving towards the kingdom. You have to want to know who your neighbor is, uh, not just the guy next door, but your neighbor in Christ. The other people that are beginning to wake up and see that we've gone the wrong way and we need to be turning around and going another way. And if we do that, God will give us the revelation in the moment to overcome whatever calamity is coming, and He will also give us the provisions uh Amen. we couldn't we couldn't prepare enough for ourselves, but anyway, you're still there, hadar. did you have any comments that kind of address that issue to some degree
4: yeah to a great degree uh I guess the other side of it is is I had uh, quite a few Christians that have reflected things to me they're they're it, there's this uh, hopefulness of the pre-trib, this this idea of a pre-trib, which is not necessarily something I subscribe to, but um, but this hope of this you know rapture, if you will, and and so uh, I guess the other side of that danger I see is, is that it's not so much that they're in fear, but they're, they're they're they've got this excitement, okay, about being yanked out of here before trouble hits, and um, and and if the plan is different than they uh, presume. Okay, and that and that more trouble is is exactly where God is going to allow them to be. Then their their focus isn't on kingdom things. Their focus is is God's getting them up and out, (laughs) you know. And uh, and so I thought maybe if if you had any comments along those lines uh, for those. I I
2: I do have a comment on that. Uh, Years ago, when I was first introduced to this concept of the tribulation and. well, not the tribulation, but the rapture. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought that doesn't sound right. Uh, just you know, not even looking at the eschatology, just the 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 precept of bad things are coming and we're abandoning ship. You know, uh, I hear people all the time that they talk about. I'm gonna, uh, I can't wait to die because then I'll go meet my maker in heaven. Well, you're supposed to be meeting your maker here. God put us here. This is home. We're supposed to dress it and keep it. This is the dominion. And people say, oh, yeah, but the world has been tainted by sin. Well, Christ redeemed it. He redeemed the whole earth. Why aren't you walking in the kingdom right now? Uh, Why are you, you know, this idea that our destination is heaven and uh, this gigantic retirement community The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Uh, This is where we're supposed to be. This is where we're supposed to be dressing and keeping it. And what we've been doing for the last 100 or 1,000 years is we've been losing it. We've been despising dominion that God has given us in exchange for benefits the gods of the world promise us and will, when calamity comes, they will not help us. And we will only have those gods to cry unto because we haven't repented. When I was first looking at this rapture idea, I thought, I don't want to leave everybody in their time of need. I'll stay if you want me to, God, until you don't want me here anymore to help those who need help in those last moments. And so that's what we've been doing, uh, is trying to guide them to the kingdom and Yeah, after looking at the eschatology, I I think that there's nothing to it. The rapture, I have a picture of a raptor on my uh, wall at one time with the blood hanging out of his mouth, the the dinosaur. Some will be taken, some will be left. And uh, that's my philosophy on that. We'll be back to Keys of the Kingdom after this work from the sponsors of the station.
5: Fight the fight. We are here to equip you because you love the truth. LibertyRadioLive.com. The program you are listening to is 100% sponsored by you, the listener, on this First Amendment Rights Media channel. You will notice that there are few commercials on this radio network. There's a good reason for that. If you believe in any of these, we ask you to support them as you would a missionary on a continual basis, as if giving a tithe for Missionary Radio. These programs are not commercially viable and must be supported by those faithful to the cause of truth. Look for the button to sponsor your favorite programs at our listen and schedule pages on the Internet. Then, when you subscribe, we will send you the last quarterly MP3 CD of that program immediately and continue to do so with each new quarter. We will also give you unlimited archive access to all of our programs. We're asking you to give much less than a tide so that you may also send support directly to a particular program host, cause, and anywhere else the Spirit may lead you. Do all to the glory of our God and Creator, for His holy nation, the only kingdom that will last forever. Thank you for listening. If you read the history books, the most often asked
0: question to Southerners was this, why did you fight? And the most often given answer is, because you're here. In other words, the South did not invade the North, the
1: North invaded the South. Was it the Civil War or War of Federal Aggression? John Weaver sets the record straight in this DVD series on the Civil War from the Old Past Christian History Conference. Was there a war to set the slaves free?
2: well welcome back to keys of the kingdom i'm brother gregory uh, with uh, paul from wisconsin and we're talking about the kingdom of god And we're going to be answering some of the questions on the Living Network. And I hope you're all members of the Living Network. And go to hisholychurch.org and become one if you are not. And uh, uh, find other people in your area. That's going to be very important Uh, in your future. It's very important to the progress of your own soul and your journey to seek the kingdom and the righteousness of God. So who's the enemy? Well, the enemy is the same as it's always been. It's really not the devil. The devil is not the enemy. I mean, he would like to be our enemy, but uh, the enemy is us. Uh, the devil has no power except what we give it, uh, just like governments. Governments have no power except what we give them. Bankers have no power except what we give them. Uh, Rothschilds, the Rockefellers have no power except what we give them. If we go individually to Christ and do what he said to do, start caring about your neighbor as much as you care about yourself, start loving the ways of God, Uh, the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers and the uh, uh, Masons and uh, the uh, Zionists and uh, all these uh, conspiracy people, who have been conspiring to get you to fall prey to the ways of Satan, would lose all their power. Uh, they would have no power except what is given them. I mean, that what Christ said? it have to be given unto them. And if God so chooses not to give them that power, He won't. And they will not have power over you. I mean, the reason bankers have power is because Christians aren't doing what Christians should be doing. The reason that governments can be seduced into uh, uh, creating these situations that return you to the bondage of Egypt is because of your proclivity, your tendency to be su- subject to their temptations. We shouldn't be subject to their temptations. Uh, con men, you go study what con men, how they operate. And they'll tell you flat out, the way you con somebody is you appeal to the larceny in their own hearts. And that's what they've done. I mean, your kids are ignorant of their own history. You're ignorant of your own history because your parents sent you to public school. They thought it was okay to force your neighbor, their neighbor, to pay for their child's education. They thought socialism with a gun to live by the sword would give them more life. And even though Christ said to live by the sword would put you subject to the sword. And if you live by the sword, you will die by the sword. If you live by socialism, if you force your neighbors to contribute to your welfare, you will be forced to contribute to the welfare of your neighbors. And some of your neighbors have seized political office with the help of foolish people. And you end up in the bondage of Egypt again if you go back to Samuel we've gone over that so many times uh when the voice of the people said I want to have a president uh, a commander in chief a chief executive officer to to run my government for me because I'm too lazy to do it God said you're going to end up under tribute. You're going to end up losing your sons and daughters. Or you're going to end up losing your land and your, the, fruits, the first fruits of your labor. That's exactly where you are today. What kind of government should you have been creating? A constitutional republic or just a flat-out pure republic? You cannot create a pure republic without virtue, and if you don't have virtue if you aren't immersed in the virtue of Christ, if you are not baptized in the virtues of Christ, the love of Christ, the charity of Christ, the hope of Christ, you're not going to be free. And so you're the enemy. You're your own worst enemy. And you say, well, I repent of that. I don't want to be that way. Well, why aren't you looking for others that don't want to be that way either. Why aren't you connecting with them and creating the bonds of love with those others? Why aren't you doing that? If Because that Christ came to do that. He came to call his sheep, to bring them together. We're dry bones in this nation. We need to come together. And we need to bind ourselves not with covenants, contracts, and constitutions, but with the love of one another. It says, facts show clearly who is behind warfare, poisons as medicines, lying, regressive media, our money system, our money system? Yeah, I thought it was their money system. You have gold and silver. You can get gold and silver coins in almost every town in in the United States. But if you go out and trade them at the store, they'll disappear because Bad money drives out good. But not amongst good people. Amongst good people, they will share. Someone called me last night and asked me about commerce. Commerce is foreign trade. It's trade outside of your community. The Essenes traded within their community, and most of it was not for gain, not to take advantage of their neighbors' shortages, But to enrich their neighbor, to help their neighbor out. It wasn't the profit motive. It was the blessing motive. So when you bring this uh, concept of charity to your trade, you know, I used to always say to uh, horse trader friends of mine that uh, the amount of Christianity, you know, a horse has two prices. The price you're willing to buy it for and the price that you're willing to sell it for. And those aren't the same numbers. They're different numbers because as soon as you buy a horse, he starts costing you money. <laughs> you got to feed him. you got to care for him. You've got to move him around. So, and he could drop dead any minute, so there's a risk. So you have the price you're willing to pay for him and the price you're willing to sell him for. And the distance between those two prices is directly inverse proportionate to the amount of Christianity in your heart. (laughs) Now, those of you who know math and equations, you can put that together. But the farther those two numbers are apart from each other, chances are the less amount of Christianity is in your heart. Because you have a right to a reasonable exchange when you purchase an object and take it somewhere to sell it, to make it convenient for somebody else, you've expended energy and labor and you should be rewarded for that when you sell that, compensated, let's say, for that. But in today's uh, economy, a person wants to maximize his profit, (laughs) But if you don't love your neighbor, that, there's no end to the distance that number can uh become you know it can' you know you ever notice how gas prices go up rapidly when there's a change in the price of oil. but when the price of oil drops, the gas price just slowly come down. uh I remember working in a store in Wisconsin I was a manager there and and we had raincoats on the shelves and the uh, price of gas was going up back in the 70s and so anything that was had rubber in it or synthetic or otherwise was going up in price because of the fact that the uh, price of oil was going up so they sent us out a notice to change all the four dollar and 44 cent uh rubber suit raincoats you know pants and coats that's all they cost back then <laughs> Uh, to 888 instead of 444, and I thought, well, these didn't cost that. There's, these are the old merchandise. We we had these in last year, <laughs> but they wanted to sell them for 888, even though they had got them for far less because that price of oil went up. If the price of oil went back down, we probably wouldn't change those prices for a long time. That has to do with the larceny in our own hearts. We have to find people that are living by faith, hope, and charity and start coming together in small communities, diverse communities, uh, all over the country. They're everywhere, those kinds of people. And we have to find them. It's like gold. You have to sift through a lot of dirt and a lot of filth in order to find them. But that's why we're on the radio. And that's why we want to get on a bigger radio shows, to do that. So, again... Uh, uh, it's not our money system, it's their money system, but it's our money system if that's the only money that we're gonna be using. And is it just the money system that, you know, he's talking about layers here. Uh, he says, clearly, who's behind warfare? Well, wars, th- this is part of the Samuel prophecy. He's gonna create his instruments of war and he's gonna make your sons run before his chariots. What, the great value of war is to keep the people distracted, it, uh, It kills off brave men. So, you know, we got all these young men patriotically going to war, uh, stop weapons of mass destruction uh, because they're completely duped. Why are they completely duped? Because you bought them a TV, because you sent them to public schools, because you didn't educate them at home. It was very difficult educating our kids at home. Took a lot of time out of our day. A lot of our resources went to educating our kids at home. Uh, Why isn't every? How can you even be called a Christian and be sending your kids to public school? Shouldn't be doing that. And if you're gathering together with other Christians and financially you you know you have to work and you can't be there for your kids, your congregation should be there for you. Now that isn't what's going on in the regular churches, but it should be. I just saw things blink out here. Are we still on? Are we still there, Paul? I'm still here. Okay. Uh, For some reason, my screen just (laughs) suddenly changed. I can't see the screen anymore. But anyway, as long as you're still hearing me, I guess somebody's still hearing me. (laughs) So anyway, uh, uh, I don't know how to get back to that screen. Uh, It looks like Skype is advertising here. Uh, Really? uh,
3: At the top of your contacts, there should be our call.
2: Okay. Okay, there we are. Yeah, it flicked on some sort of advertisement there where I normally see all that. Anyway, back to the show. That was very distracting.
3: That's what happens when Google
2: buys it, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's not our Skype. It's their Skype. <laughs> uh he says uh, these cannot be denied by logic. Well I didn't I, I just spoke about the money system, so I did deny it. It's not our money system unless you make it your money system. Um in fact so uh misdirect must be employed, misdirection must be employed, if the goal is to keep people from discovering the real criminal behind this government and power and structure. Well, the real criminal again is us. You knew that they would make their instruments of war. They would steal the first fruits of your labor if you went and elected a man who could exercise authority. You create offices of power. What do you expect? And this is this is what is so damning in the concept of a constitutional republic that's what you got it's all you deserve because you weren't virtuous enough to live together without it probably at least many of you weren't Uh, but the people weren't a party to the constitution anyway so the creation of the constitution really had no effect on the people it has since because we've gone to the government and begged for benefits and prayed for benefits but the reality is is that what a constitutional republic is is you you write this constitution to give certain rights to government and restrict the exercise of those rights so they don't infringe upon your rights. And so what you're dealing with is a bridle of the uh, in the mouth of the beast that you are creating by incorporating this government to be your not-so-titular leaders. Originally, when the uh, United States government was created, it's not a republic. The United States government is a democracy within a republic. Its leaders were not titular. They did have power. They had a very limited power. And that power has grown because the people have become a party to the Constitution. And they weren't originally. Now they are. And so now the... This is when that happened. When you became a party to the Constitution, you went from uh, having a leaders who were simply representatives to leaders who are lawmakers. And you did that as individuals. The government didn't do that to you. you. They provided an avenue by which you could do that to yourselves, and that's what you did. Now, back to the constitutional concept you're making this bridle to control the beast that you're creating when you invested certain power in the indirect democracy known as the United States Federal Government. So it's a federal indirect democracy. And when you created this bit, this constitution, you could have put in a Basal, you could have used the Snapple bit, you could have used the Tom Thumb snaffle bit, for those of you who know horses, you know what I'm talking about, Uh, in order to control that beast. But I don't care The bigger the beast, eventually he's going to bite that bit and you're not going to have any control. And that's where we're at today. You don't have control. The beast is out of control. But you were uh, emboldened to think that you could create a bit that could control a government. And then you fed this beast until it was huge and massive and powerful and So now you get this. So the answer is, now people say starve the beast and so they're not going to pay their taxes. All you do is create more debt. It's not seeking the benefits. And not just for yourself, but for others. And that means you have to provide those benefits of society without a gun, without forcing your neighbor. Someone was quoting to me that Barack Obama said that, I shared my lunch with a kid at school when I was a boy, so I guess I'm a socialist. But that's not socialism. Socialism isn't sharing your lunch with a kid at school. Uh, Socialism is going to school with a gun, making everybody who brought their lunch give up a portion of their lunch so that you can feed all the guys who are too lazy or too cheap to bring lunch to school (laughs) that's what socialism the free lunch program they even call it the free lunch program Uh, the reality is there is no free lunch I used to have a hat that said that till I wore it out there is no such thing as a free lunch I got the hat free though so (laughs) somebody gave it to me but uh, the reality is socialism is living by the sword and every one of us have participated to one degree or another and socialism i went to private school i didn't go to public school but the reality is uh, i did attend a a little bit in kindergarten in a public school but then i actually ran out of the this is how bold i was when i was little i ran out of the school one day ran all the way home because i was mad at the teacher because i thought they were being unjust and unfair and my parents never made me go back again so that was my brief stint in public school (laughs) so uh (laughs) i was a rebel (laughs) but i had a cause today we have rebels without a cause my cause was justice (laughs) (laughs) at the tender age of five i think i was um because I was in first grade at 6, so I must have been 5. And that was a long ways home. I mean, I I thought that, with that sidewalk would never end. I mean, we didn't live right next door to the school. <laughs> it was a long run. But uh, I just kept on going. I can still remember that run. I can't remember what the injustice was, but uh, that's because I, I don't hold grudges, I guess. No, no enemy has ever been defeated by ignoring who they are. Again, he repeated that. Uh, yeah, and so we can't ignore the fact that we're the enemy. It's our sloth. It's our afris, uh that has brought us under tribute. It's not the fact that temptation exists. God allowed Satan to enter into the garden to deceive us because he thought... I don't know what he thought. I not know a second guess God, but... We should be exposed to temptation. Christ was exposed to temptation. But if we fall to temptation, don't blame it on the devil. Don't blame it on uh, the the wife. And don't blame it on God. Uh, take responsibility. You're the enemy. You made the mistake. Now, repent. Turn around. Do something different. Anyway, it's suggested that I watch this 13-part uh, video, which I had to come here and download and eventually got to the whole thing. And again, it, it doesn't negate the original premise is that we're the problem. We fell to this temptation. We thought it was okay to force our neighbor to contribute to our welfare. And what should have been for our welfare has become a snare. And through our covetousness, we have been made merchandise, human resources, and sold into bondage. Uh, yes, have I ever read the Talmud? Well... Talmud is there's a lot to the Talmud. It depends on who you ask what the Talmud is, but yeah i've I've read a great deal of it, and I found a great deal of evidence in the Talmud that Christ existed at the time uh, and because of the other writers who uh, talk about this uh arresting uh, Nicodemus for his involvement with a uh, false prophet, well that false prophet was Jesus Christ. Uh, some other rabbinic interpretations of it uh, that is law to jewish hierarchy Um, yeah i've read those so what does that have to do have i ever read the koran yeah i read the koran Uh, what they give of us you know the muslims have the same problem as the christians Uh, you know there were a huge amount of christian material back in the early church uh, hundreds and hundreds of books but uh, someone was hired by who? Constantine, to put together the Bible. And they, Eusebius, uh, excluded many, many, many of the books that were considered uh, authentic books of uh, uh, and inspired books. And they were simply excluded from Eusebius' canon, And uh, who was paid by Constantine, who was never a Christian, and that's what we hold out as the Bible today. So, yeah, I've read a lot of those books, too, whichever ones that we still have access to. And some that most of you probably don't have access to. But uh, uh, the reality is it still comes back to the same thing, that our fall is our fault. And we shouldn't be blaming it on everybody else. It's fine to go read these things, but don't think that's the enemy. And what do you do with an enemy? Old Testament, New Testament, bless your enemy. Uh, give food and drink to your enemy in the Old Testament. Love your enemy in the New Testament. Uh, but what kind of love? Uh, the love enough to give them the truth. to give, Show them the way. And how can you show them the way if you're not walking the way? And it's because we haven't been walking the way that all these things have come about. He says here, uh, you have ignored all facts posted and teach uh, continued ignorance of mechanization of the present power structure. The mechanization of the present power structure is us, because we're the ones that give them power, (laughs) which can only misdirect away from the realization. Hating them as the bad guys is misdirection. It, it, there's absolutely no purpose and value in it. It doesn't mean that you won't expose them when you do. Uh, one of the, the character who brought this, uh, the individual who brought this uh, uh, thing that I'm using as a, a springboard for the program, um, is uh, not in favor of Israel. He's very much in favor of the Palestinians. And the truth is, I'm in favor of righteousness. And I can find unrighteousness in Israel, tremendous amount of unrighteousness in Israel. I pointed it out time and time again. If Moses was here, he would condemn the government of Israel. He not condemn the people, he condemned condemn the government because they have a heavy progressive income tax, they have property tax, they, have, uh, uh, they number their people for the draft, which is where numbering the people wasn't the sin. It was numbering the people for the draft. If you read that, when uh, David was numbering the people, he was setting up a draft. He had his officers numbering the people so he could draft the young men. That was the sin that he repented from. Moses numbered the people, but now how did he number the people? He didn't make them human resources. He did it to the tens, hundreds, and thousands. And that's what you should be doing on the network is gathering together into groups of ten I know some of the contact ministers that have 13, 14 people that are maybe even more. Uh, I know Paul's going over that. We only got about a minute. We're going to go to break. But the the point is is that uh, I can find injustice on the Palestinian side. And, and we'll talk about some of that. And I'm not against or for either side. I am on the side of righteousness. We'll return in a moment to Keys to the Kingdom.
6: You can also find us on the web at www.hisholychurch.net. Now
1: listen to me. The Bible says, Render unto Caesar that which is Caesar's. I want you to know that a corporation is Caesar. Yeah. Government Takeover of the Church. This DVD is the most powerful tool we have for waking up those asleep in the pews. The scripture calls for his people to come out of her. The corporate church is the apostate church. The whore that rides the beast. Make copies and give them away to your corporate church friends and loved ones. The truth will make them free. They will watch the DVD. Government Takeover
5: of the Church. Who will tell them, if not you? Get this DVD for a donation of $25 from LibertyRadioLive.com. Order online today or call 559-781-3773. Now listen to me. Fight the fight. We are here to equip you. Because you love the truth, LibertyRadioLive.com.
2: Back to Keys of the Kingdom. I'm Brother Gregory uh, with Paul in Wisconsin, and we're talking about the Kingdom of God. Uh, I'm sparing Paul; he hasn't had to do too much talking. But <laughs> he's here as uh, technical support, and if I run out of things to say, and he's also watching the chat room. So, if you have questions on the chat room and you and you don't want to call in and you just want to voice those questions, you know, put them in there because Paul's uh, trying to keep an eye on the chat room. I notice a lot of people have been joining it. The way, of course, to join it is to be on Liberty Radio Live, and there's a link there to the chat room, and you can get on there and ask your question, and somebody will repeat it here, and we'll see if we can address it. I also uh, am monitoring the website, and I see that somebody's trying to go to our First Peter uh, part of the book, uh, The Higher Liberty, and as evidently, I must have, or they're typing in something wrong. They should have a slash between the word books and THL. <laughs> I, uh, they kept trying it over and over again, but the reality, they've got something typed in wrong there, and I don't know how they did it, but... Anyway, uh, uh, we have a call
3: coming.
2: Oh, you have a call coming in. Okay, Okay, we'll take that call, and we'll see who that is. Hello? Hello? You have a question? Yes.
3: Turn
0: down your radio, please.
3: Yeah,
2: you have to turn down your radio, because you'll get that echo feedback, because there's a delay.
0: Okay, my question is, have you ever heard of Universal Restoration? I just was acquainted with this in the last couple of days, and it's a very interesting topic. I'm wondering if you've ever studied or...
2: I'm not sure I know it by that name, but uh, let me ask you this. Uh, Do you have a first name? Richard. You're Richard. Uh, What part of the country are you in?
4: I'm from Florida.
2: Okay. I was trying to... uh... I thought maybe you were somebody else that uh, was trying to recognize the voice. But uh, uh, is the Universal Restoration, what, what can you define that a little
0: bit for our
5: listeners? Uh,
0: apparently, uh, I don't know very much about it. Like I that I just was heard a little bit about it and tried to go on the net to find something. But apparently what it is basically boils down to is that every human being, well, I don't even know whether it includes... Uh, angels including Satan or what but all are eventually going to go to heaven according okay. to
2: Jesus. yeah that, yeah, that's what I thought you were talking about everybody gets saved and uh, you know that's a nice idea uh, maybe if everybody repents I suppose everybody could be saved <laughs> but uh, I'm not sure why that's uh, an important eschatology uh I figured that's God's business. Uh I don't see it happening anytime real soon. But uh the reality is is uh I had a friend who had got onto that and uh you know, a, a neighbor here uh and uh he you know, he kept uh arguing in that favor and you know, I threw out a few things to him and asked him certain questions about it and uh and uh he uh, eventually uh Uh, was going to ask God what the answer was. And uh, he started fasting and he said he was going to keep fasting until God gave him an answer. (laughs) And uh, eventually I had to convince him he needed to eat because if he kept fasting, uh, he was going to get to ask God in person because he Uh would have committed suicide because he was getting thinner and thinner. I mean, we had to take him to the hospital more than once. (laughs) This guy was very... uh, so that was my first introduction to the idea that everybody eventually gets saved. And, you know, I I don't even find it worth debating. Uh, I don't believe that that's the case. Uh, I could be wrong. But how does that get me any closer to the kingdom? Uh, how does that uh, change my path? You know, it's. It's all it's doing is it's bringing us back into this retirement community concept of heaven, and I wrote about that in the book Covenants of the Gods: uh, Heaven versus Heaven. Everybody's got this image that heaven is where we go, and and you have everything you want, and and uh, you never have to worry about anything, and and you're just totally blissful and happy forever. And everything that I read in the Bible about heaven. There are wars going on there. (laughs) There's angels going up and down this big, long staircase, which sounds like a lot of work. They're sending angels out to do this job and that job. And uh, it sounds to me like heaven's going to just be fighting evil in another dimension. Uh, Evil is what comes about when we turn our back on God. It's the shadows in our hearts and the shadows in our minds in which we are not willing to shed the light of truth. And uh, until that light is everywhere, uh, everybody is not saved. And if that light is everywhere and you can accept that light, fine. But if you don't accept that light, you won't be saved. And that's all there is to it as far as I can see. I I really, I'm not going to advocate that concept, uh, and I'm not going to waste a lot of time arguing against it. But did you have another question?
0: Oh, That was basically it.
2: Okay. Thank you. Well, uh, thanks, Richard, for your call. Uh, so, anyway, uh, we'll go back to uh, this. Uh, my notes, unless we have another caller. I guess we can give out that number again, uh, if I've got it here on my notes, 414-395-2442. Yeah, and I want and, to mention,
3: if I can, um, there was and- another person calling in while the other caller was on the phone and I think we're just going to leave it if someone's on the phone I'm not going to answer another call until he's done so okay. feel free to call back
2: yeah yeah the, we don't have a regular we can't put you on hold for that period of time we could take one caller at a time because we don't have a way of muting you and uh, so we'll just take one caller at a time it'll get too confusing if we get too many people in here and also on the chat room, if you have a question, you can ask that. And we'll try to get that question answered. But uh, back to this original uh, notes and emails. uh One of the statements that he made uh, is that, for instance, your team hates Islam, but will never admit this. Well, of course, I don't admit that I hate is Islam. <laughs> I love Christ. Uh I don't know what Islam is and most Islam, uh, people don't know what it is because they're killing each other on a regular basis because they all have different opinions of what Islam is. I don't hate Christianity. If Christianity is following Christ, I love Christianity. But there's an awful lot of guys out there saying they, they love Christianity too and I don't agree with what they're doing. So, uh, uh, the, uh, I think we have another caller coming in. Uh yep. to, I've got hello. all kinds. Of, hello. Uh what's your first name? I'm D. D. And what part of the country are you in?
7: Northern California in the gold country.
2: Oh, in the gold country. <laughs> uh, so what's your question?
7: Well, um, it's more like a, a comment. I've okay. been studying the revelation um ap- apocalypse. prophecies and it appears that the angels hold back the four winds of strife and my thought that I kind of wanted to get your take on was the great tribulation that's coming if we remember our prophecy is that God is in control of it and he knows when the time is right when everybody that will accept his word accepts his word and then he lets loose the seven last plagues. And I'm thinking that instead of blaming everything on Satan, we could understand that God allows Satan to have his day.
2: And that's, that's right. For, I, I, I agree with that, and that's the, that's the other thing, is that a lot of governments are doing the work of Satan, but in reality, they're also doing the work of God. Uh, they they are serving Satan, but even serving Satan, they're fulfilling the will of God because they create, uh, you know, I equate this, I'll put this in more of a natural way, uh, uh, why do deers run so fast? Why are deers and antelope such a graceful, speedy runner? And it's it's thanks to mountain lions and coyotes and bobcats and, and wolves. If it wasn't for them, those deer would be walking around like fat old cows. <laughs> the reality is, is that you know it's built into the system to teach us what we need to know, and the reason we are subject to ordinances. Is because we were willing to make our neighbors subject to ordinances. And and we will not be free until we set our neighbors free. And God is giving us this time. And I see, you know, I, I can see the wind blowing in the background. And I know that there is a holding back right now. But it will not be held back forever. And there will be tribulation. But you don't come to the Lord because you fear the tribulation. It's because you love the Lord fear will not sustain you will not sustain what you need to do will not give you a pure heart and so yeah there i agree that it's there is no we should not be cursing the darkness we should be loving the light and that's where our salvation is in and so uh, did you have any other comments or no thank
7: questions? you it just reminds me that we do we come full circle and i'm thank you for reminding me of that it's more like not just God holding back the winds for everybody else, but he's holding them back for me.
4: Right.
2: Yes, so thank, yes.
7: Thank you very much.
2: Okay, thanks for the call. Okay. So, uh, so we're, we're not doing too bad on calls. Uh, one of the great fears of running a radio program where you have calls is that caller that you can't get rid of and you want to hang up on. <laughs> 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 I've been on other uh, a lot of other radio shows where I wasn't the host, and I I don't know I haven't had to hang up on anybody, yet. <laughs> but uh, there were a few times when I had callers that I kind of thought I wish that guy would hang up on. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, so uh, this idea that we hate uh, is a uh, I, I actually I think what he's talking about is hating Muslims we don't hate Muslims uh there are probably people but one of the things he's misidentifying my team he thinks that anybody who's on the network or anybody who's been elected a contact minister is on my team I don't know if they're on my team I'm on Christ's team and I don't know if they're on Christ's team that they're striving to be but they may have brought some baggage uh, You know, most of the people are are in bondage to their religion, including uh, the theoretical Christians who think they're Christians and are not really, haven't really accepted Christ and don't even know Christ yet because they've been listening to ministers who don't know Christ. Uh, I am not on the side of Israel. I am not on the side of uh, Palestinians. I am on the side of righteousness. Uh, they just recently took a, a survey in Israel, which, as I said, is breaking almost every rule that Moses made on a regular basis, uh, including, you know, feed your enemy. Uh, but uh, they took a survey amongst the Muslims, and most of the Muslims would rather be un- under Israeli rule, the largest uh, people who answered, the largest percentage of those who answered, than under Palestinian rule. It is very common that if they find you supportive of peace, there will be groups of Muslims, and this isn't a Muslim policy, this is a policy of some individuals who are claiming the Muslim religion, to exterminate you, kill you. We saw the same thing amongst the Catholics and Protestants in Northern Ireland. That if you look like you were uh, trying to settle and create peace, the ones who wanted the war, wanted to have sides, wanted to have this battle as if by fighting these people, I am fighting for righteousness, Uh, were killing each other, blowing each other's kneecaps off, uh, kidnapping their children. They were doing all kinds of terrible things Uh, in the name of whatever. I mean... The Crusades was Catholicism going down to the Promised Land, what they call the Promised Land, and uh, killing the people there and conquering it with a military force. Uh, Christ wasn't at the head of that, but you could receive a plenary indulgence for all your sins, all your rapes and murders and mayhems if you died while trying to get the promised land for Christendom. And that is no different than the 70 virgins that are promised to some people who fall prey to a religion. I don't really care whether you call a religion false Christianity uh, or what's posing as true Christianity, which is really false Christianity, or you call it Islam, or you call it Buddhism, or you call it whatever. Uh you will know them by their fruits, not by their religious ID card. I mean, we're, we're talking about producing an ID card. We already are doing that for uh, members of congregations of record. And uh, those people that are on the records group are working on that project. Uh, not very much lately, but they should be. And uh, the reality is, uh, if you have that card, That doesn't mean you're on my team either. It means that somebody believes that you might be a member of a congregation that is seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and they're willing to identify you as a member of that congregation. And I don't even like to use the member, a congregate, that you are a congregate, and they are identifying you as who you are. I can't give you out a membership card that puts you in the kingdom of God. Only God can do that. So anyway, the uh, the fact is, is I'm not interested in indulging in, in hate and anger towards any of these groups. I'm interested in righteousness wherever I find it. And unrighteousness is simply what occurs when we don't have the, the virtue of Christ living in us. Uh, I have to talk. Uh, he says... Uh, To some of oh, he says, I've talked to some of my flock and certainly am not uh, lying. Well, anyway, again, I I just addressed that. Then maybe my flock. (laughs) Besides, it's not my flock. I'm a hired shepherd. It's Christ's flock. So if you don't see the character of Christ, then it's not my flock. It's some other sheep. Uh, uh, Let's see what else he says here. You. Anyway, uh, this idea of teams, uh, this is really very, uh, dangerous to where we, and we use that word in the emails back and forth, uh, is just another word for that is religion. I'm, I'm a Lutheran. I'm a Methodist. I'm a Jehovah witness. I am a Shiite Muslim. Uh, I'm a Sunni Muslim. All that, everywhere you see that, it creates discord and dysfunctional, uh, religion, uh, that is you know christ didn 't come to start another religion uh, they didn 't call themselves Christians they were called that by others uh, they uh, they were actually uh, called the way, and the way is where you're we, you 're walking you can 't even join us you can 't even really become a member. you can walk with us and you can uh, follow the path that God is laying before your own heart and we lay out the precepts that identify who is who according to the way we see the Scriptures. Uh, but we aren't going to impose our interpretation on you, but we will not let you impose your interpretation on us. This is what we were talking about in blog talk. We can have different opinions, and we can talk about these with uh, uh, strong beliefs, but we can't impose our beliefs on other people. If we're dealing with imposing, we need to be dealing with law, and that's one of those weightier matters. If you uh, put a sword to your neighbor's throat, if you uh, put a gun to your neighbor's head, and you don't have a right to do that, and you take away from your neighbor, you steal. Uh, Now, we can use force, but we're using the force of law. We're not using force to make you believe a certain way. And as I said, uh, it's very commonly found amongst the Palestinians that they, if you show any favor in getting along with the uh, Israelis, uh, somebody's going to sneak over and slit your throat. I mean, it happens all the time. I'm not saying that on the Israeli side that doesn't happen, too. Now, you probably won't get your throat slit, but something will happen to you. Prejudice is where prejudice is found. Unrighteousness is where unrighteousness is found. Uh, actually, I think I've kind of covered a lot of these stuff. It goes on. Uh, uh, I, I said, yes, the money uh, system is a problem, but it is really just a symptom of the basic problem, which is pride. And he says, no, it's not. Money is the heart and soul food and hammer of evil. Well, actually, I don't see that. This reality is becoming known. Uh, It is not simple facet of evil. It is absolutely required for evil to exist. Changing it means nothing. Using it includes use in the uh, mechanization of Judaic evil and no amount of what one strives to believe will change that. And money has one Uh, found one manipulator judaic telematic jews only (laughs) well uh, you know those are all labels Uh, the money system that people are using which isn't really money we live in a cashless society already notes are not cash they're used as if they're cash they never were cash you know a 100 years ago how did they become cash uh, they have no value. Federal Reserve notes have no value. They tell you that right there. Somebody was saying, talking to me last night, fraudulent system. Uh, they told you everything they're doing. It says it right there. If you just read the law, you can see, you know, the, the Federal Reserve Act. What Anybody who read that should say, oh, we don't want to do that. But the fact is people said, oh, yeah, let's do that, or at least some did. And the rest of the people just had their head in the sand because they weren't attending to the weightier matters. They had already elected thousands of Saul's to be their king. They called them congressmen and senators. This is one of the things that we're going to end up uh, addressing uh, is this Contracts, Covenants, and Constitution book. Uh, There's a whole eight-hour series on the net that you can listen to on that. We weren't a party to it. And the Bible has very specific rules about forming a government if you decide to elect men who can exercise authority. The word we see there in uh, the Bible is a king. But it could be a president, it could be a prime minister, it could be anything that exercises authority as the ruler. And if you're going to elect one, you need to write this down. So they tell you, they give you five precepts to include in your constitution. Only one of them shows up in the United States Constitution. And that one is that he cannot be a foreigner. And they have totally disregarded that. Whoops. And so that's the only one that shows up in the Constitution of the United States. The other four precepts that you needed to include in your constitution, they didn't put in there. So it's fundamentally from a biblical standpoint, it it's you only got 20%. Well, I think failing is less than 70%. (laughs) You only got 20% score on your constitution uh, uh, from a biblical basis. And and then you became a party to that constitution by praying to that government that you created, the beast that you created, for benefits at the expense of your neighbor. And you're blaming everything on the money system? It, It goes back to you. Why have you done that? You've given them the power to create the Federal Reserve. Even if they, what was it, voted on on Christmas Eve? (laughs) Well, Merry Christmas. So you got the Federal Reserve. (laughs) Why Why did you ever accept one single Federal Reserve note in the stores? When you came in with gold and silver originally back in the, uh, 1916, 1917, 1920, and you went to a bank, you, what were you doing in that? Well, you went to a store, and you gave them a silver dollar, and, the, uh, you know, or, or, and they tried to give you change. You gave them a, a, Say you gave them a, a dollar's worth of gold, an ounce of gold, and they were going to give you change in notes. Why on earth did you accept those notes? No Christian should have accepted those notes. No Jew should have accepted those notes. No Muslim should have accepted those notes by their own Koran and uh, Torah. Because they are unjust weights and measures. They are not paying a debt that day. But yet, they all accepted them. Because, I mean, the, if you take all those religions, none of them would approve of notes be used as money but all of them have and now you're going to blame it on the bankers who provided to you what you wanted your churches, your synagogues your mosques have not been preaching the word of God even by the Koran standards even by the Torah standards alone and certainly not by the New Testament standards so how in the world can you blame this on anyone else I hear a little noise like there's a call, or Is there a caller? No. Nope. Is that Paul going in and out? Paul, are you there?
3: Yeah, I'm here. I was just typing in a question from the chat room.
2: Okay, so that's what we're dealing with. Okay. I hear, I hear these little noise signals. I have to recognize what they are. We're just learning here, folks. You have to be patient with us. And if you're not, well, that's too bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, should we be considered uh, true cashless society by supporting each other's needs? Uh, Well, you know, what's, I'm not sure, can he expound on that question if he he can? Uh, A cashless society doesn't mean, you know, uh, cash was gold and silver coins. Because gold and silver coins have been used as money. Copper coins as well. You know, I don't want to limit it to gold and silver. But precious metals make a very good uh, uh money substance, because they have a present value uh, they they represent the labor it takes to get gold and silver out of the ground and copper out of the ground, and they can be used for all kinds of things. Uh, you know they're they they have a medicinal value, they have a mechanical value, and uh, you know if you drop your coin, it doesn't break. Uh, if it's in a fire, you just go there in the ashes and you can get all the gold back. So it's it's a very practical form of money or, or exchange. It's commodity money, and that was cash. Notes were not cash. If you went in and tried to use a note for money, uh, it's not was not considered cash. We've come to call it cash but we've redefined the word in our society. And it's just a way of keeping track, of exchanging goods and goods and services. But as to uh, uh, supporting each other's needs, we're not a communist government. Uh, and in a, another book that I'm writing on the early pilgrims, they had the idea to each according to his need and from each according to his ability. And that was basically communism, and they starved every winter. They had that philosophy. As soon as they jumped over to to each according to his ability, uh, instead of this communist concept, all want in the community died. Uh, There was no more shortages. There was no more starvation. And Even the one who had the least had enough. And occasionally when you had somebody who was injured, there were people there with surplus and able to take care of them. And uh, so just focusing on taking care of everybody's needs is kind of dangerous because charity without discretion will bring a shortage in your community. Uh, charity should always, if you don't work, you don't eat. And so therefore the... Choice of charity should always be in the hands of the individuals, and those individuals can pick ministers and share with those ministers uh, who are make it their day to day job to make sure the needy are uh, uh, the true needy, righteous needy are taken care of. You always have to be seeking righteousness in everything in your charity. Charity without that discretion is not a benefit. It will actually weaken society. We'll be back in a moment. The king, the keys of the king.
5: Fight the fight. We are here to equip you. Let our motto be Don't Tread on Me. Liberty The
1: greatest prophecy DVD of Cross the Border Productions. Embrace the little known but greatest prophecy given by the great high priest. The preincarnate Messiah reveals God's once secret plan for mankind. Believe it. Behold the end times in Daniel chapter 2, because the dream is certain, and the interpretation
5: thereof sure.
1: It is the key to prophecy future. Comprehend the seven-year great tribulation deception. Be not deceived. Understand the great prophecy delusion, because
5: if it were possible, they shall deceive the
1: very elect. Be forewarned. America, in prophecy, exposed for all to see. The mark of the beast, no, it's not a biochip. A much better and more secure technology is already here, and you are already using it. Two copies, one for you and one for you to give away when you send a support donation of $25 to First Amendment Radio. Use the chip-in event. On our website or send $25 cash to First Amendment Radio, 139 East Tulare Avenue, Tulare, California, 93274. Make copies and give them away. Send $25 cash for two copies of The Greatest Prophecy DVD. That's First Amendment Radio. 139 East Tulare Avenue, Tulare, T U L A R E, California, 93274. A wise man is forewarned and prepares for the time to come. The greatest prophecy, DVD. Now listen to me. The Bible says, Render unto Caesar that which is Caesar's. I want you to know that a corporation is Caesar's. Government takeover of the church. This DVD is the most powerful tool we have.
5: Get this DVD for a donation of $25 from com. Order online today or call 559 781 3773. Now,
2: listen to me. Oh, welcome back to Keys of the Kingdom. We're in our last half hour here. I want you to uh make a few announcements here we, we will have a retreat here uh this year the last weekend of september to the first weekend of october uh and uh there's lots of camping i'm down here at the summer lake lodge doing the radio program i'll be probably doing that then because we still don't have dsl out there on the desert and uh you can uh rent a room here you can stay at the RV park or you can camp on church property Uh, you can camp in the mountains there's mountains here Uh, uh, there's a lake and a lake you can camp down there they have uh, pit toilets down there so there's lots of free camping uh, hiking fishing boating Uh, this is a very uh, lovely area And there should be cool nights at at 4,000 feet and lots of sunshine, lots of campfire talks, and uh, hopefully lots of fellowship. I don't know how many people are going to show up this year. Let us know if you're thinking about coming. But we're going to uh, seek to uh, syndicate this radio show, and by this time next year, hopefully have a lot of people. Uh, For those of you who are afraid of Nibiru, this will take place over the 27th and 28th. <laughs> <So> <laughs> uh, no, actually, the uh, 27th and 28th of August is when uh, Ellen is supposed to pass, which is actually, uh, uh, we may have some people down here at that time, too, I think it is. Uh, but anyway, uh, actually, I may be mixed up on my dates. Let's go back to some of the things this individual wrote. and
3: hey, should we gave out the number again.
2: Sure, let's go ahead and give out the number again. 414-395-2442. Uh, okay. So uh, everybody can write those down, think of great questions. You can still put your question in the chat room, and we'll try to answer it. I don't know if I answered that last fellow's question well enough. Uh, but anyway, I gave it a shot. Um, the, uh, there's a couple lines in here that are very confusing and what this fellow was writing uh on the new york group the only team that can in- include us all is love and of course that's not a team but yeah i agree that love is key uh to the kingdom uh love is charity love is forgiveness love is hope love is long suffering love is patience uh, so love's a lot of things but that spirit of love if it lives in us it it changes the way in which we deal with everything But love is also rebuke. Love is chastisement. Love is uh, putting uh, limitations on uh, on people. I always tell my kids, we were talking earlier about uh, uh, learning, you know, that God is giving us this opportunity of learning. D in California to add the question. Uh, The reality is, I always tell my kids when they were growing up, I says there's two ways you can learn this, easy or hard is you can listen and contemplate and meditate and accept the truth of it or you can you can fight it and learn it the hard way (laughs) you know and the fact is a lot of people have to learn things the hard way you know you have to you know practice on your bike and you're going to crash a few times and uh, and hopefully uh learn from those mistakes so love but so love isn't always you know just patting everybody on the head and kissing everybody on the cheek um Love is sometimes saying, no, I disagree with that. I don't think that's right. I think that's a mistake, and I think it's dangerous, and I don't think you should go that way. But it isn't love to forcibly not allow that person to ever start making a choice for themselves. Because God wants you to have the right to make the choice for yourself. You will suffer the repercussions of that, but you I cannot take away your choice. Putting uh, a misdirecting dodge like Jesus, I'm quoting here, or any others in front of love is separation by design. <coughs> now, I'm not sure what that fellow means by that, but I'm guessing uh, that there's a lot of people who say, you know, I just love Jesus, but they actually don't seem to love anybody. They covet their goods, they send men to their house to knock down their door if they don't contribute to their welfare. Uh, that's not love. They claim love, but they don't really love. They're devouring their neighbor, uh, by praying for benefits that are, uh, provided by, uh, men who, uh, ministers of their government who collect the money they need to, or whatever they need to, provide those benefits by force the power to provide those benefits by force and they live by the sword. That's not love. So I, d- I don't consider Jesus a dodge. The true Jesus is all about love. It says, again, your team cannot include most of us and just claimed I cannot be a part of your team because I adhere to facts and eschew, uh faith. Uh, I never said anything like that. What he's referring to is that we have a living network newsletter that goes out to everybody who picks a contact minister uh, on their local groups. That's somebody who will help keep them in contact, not only with the people on their group, if the Internet goes down. Uh, but will actually help them keep in contact with groups all over the United States, all over Canada. Well, we don't have them all over Canada, uh, but we would like to have them all over Canada. But we have some in Canada and some in Australia and, and uh, increased activity in South America. Uh, the reality is is that's what the network is about, is connecting, not Simply getting people on email groups, but actually physically connecting them so they can be a physical ex- assistance to one another. If you will not pick a contact minister, an act someone who is an active contact minister—that's someone who's helping keep everybody in contact with the other contact ministers—you will not be able to get the kingdom, uh, the, the Living Network newsletter. You can still get the Kingdom Network newsletter, uh, Kingdom newsletter you can still be on the local email groups but you're not going to get the living network newsletter because you haven't picked a contact minister to keep you in contact with the rest of the network. That's not exercising control over you that's not excluding you from the kingdom that's you're excluding yourself. that's the parameters. If you want to swim across the pool you got to jump in the water that's it. I'm not, I'm not gonna push you in the water, but if you don't jump in the pool, you can't swim across it. So that's just, that's just the way it works. Nobody's taken anything away from you. Nobody's excluded you. You've excluded yourself because you don't want to do it. If you want to ride a bicycle, you have to get on the bicycle. And then you get to ride the bicycle. But you can't take the bicycle down to your house and keep it in your house so that nobody else can ride it. Uh, you can't do a lot of things with it. It's our bicycle. It's our network. And that we choose to send the n- newsletter to those people who we see taking the trouble to pick a contact minister, an active one, and connecting with other people through that individual. Uh, it's, not, it's not imposing any kind of rule. We haven't become dictators or anything. It's just how we want to spend our time. Uh, He says, you have done nothing to disprove only to disbelieve what I post claiming facts are unimportant. I never claim facts aren't unimportant. What I claim is important is that you seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And that's why I say I'm not picking sides except for the side of righteousness. Uh, He says, facts are the road to truth. I'm all for facts. But I want all the facts. Uh. Faith is the road to subjection. Faith is not the road to subjection. (laughs) Blind acceptance of uh, eschatologies and philosophies might be the road to subjection. But faith is something else entirely. Faith is that I'm not going to force you to believe what I believe. I'm not going to force you to contribute to what I think should be contributed to. That's why when we collect the taxes in the kingdom of heaven, you have to choose to donate. You have to choose to support us. You have to choose to participate. We're not going to make you participate, but you have to. we have to actually see you participating. We're not going to, you know, we don't, you know, even in the Bible it says you tithe to them according to their service. If you don't see any service, you don't get no tithing. And you shouldn't be tithing to ministers who are not, Your government, your government that is operating on faith, hope, and charity, which is love. If your government, if your church is not supplying you with true welfare needs... But it is sending you to men who call themselves benefactors but exercise of authority and say there's nothing wrong with wanting benefits at the expense of your neighbor. There's nothing wrong with sending the government to your neighbor's house and forcing them to contribute to your welfare. Something that is done regularly in Israel. Something that is done regularly in uh, uh, Muslim countries. Then you are uh, uh, grossly deceived and are tithing to the wrong ministers because they are leading. Faith in them is leading you to subjection because Christ never said to do that. He said, Give to Caesar what is Caesar's. But he didn't say, Pray to Caesar. He didn't say, Pray to Washington, D.C. He said, Pray to your Father in heaven and gather together with others in my name according to my character. Not forcing your neighbor at the point of a sword to contribute to your welfare. This is what I'm talking about. It's so simple. It's so basic. So, anyway, we've only got about 15 minutes left to the show. Paul, is there anything that you want to discuss?
3: you got to put me on the spot, huh?
2: Yeah, put you on the spot. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and get your a voice free, gets free
3: a little hoarse.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, no, not, I, I don't know. It might be a little bit. Uh, but... Uh, I don't know. Did you see anything going on in the chat room? Are are they chatting or are they intently listening?
3: (laughs) I think there's a lot of discussion going on as to um, how to make the chat room work best for them. So it's more technical stuff, not necessarily related to what we're talking about. Okay. Um, Uh, I would like to bring it up that it's important if you have questions, bring them up here. You know, call in the number that we have, put them in the chat room. Because if uh, you end up calling Gregory or contact ministers with the same questions, chances are other people will want to hear that answer. And if we can get it on the show and recorded, then they can get the answer that way rather than us answering the same question, you know, 20 times.
2: Right. Yeah, we have, uh, there's a number of people that call me on a pretty regular basis, and I want all the contact ministers to feel welcome to call me at any time. But the reality is, if you have an eschatology question, uh, interpretation question, a question about what we're doing, think in terms of, somebody else might have that same question.
3: And speaking of and it, we have a call.
2: We have a call. Well, we'll take the call.
3: Hello. Hey, is this Paul? This is Paul. Welcome to the show. It's
4: Gregory
0: too. Hey. Are so you uh, on? The air. Like?
6: You're on. Yeah, you're on hey, the air. Uh,
0: what's
6: your first uh,
0: name? Mar- yeah, this is Mark in Waco. How are you?
2: Hey, Mark. Yeah, I recognize your voice.
0: Yeah, uh, uh the, sh- the show sounds really good. I mean, uh uncomparably better than uh you know, than the old uh, uh system and uh you you may be over modulating just a little bit uh but uh if you back off your mic there just a little bit you should be fine uh, yeah, and you got the uh the little globe that goes around in the chat room you got uh well the whole nation is is red, <laughs> you know with little dots from people around everywhere and and a lot of the uh a lot of the other countries uh around the world so that that's good to know.
2: Yeah, I, I'd be curious. I've always wanted to know how many people are actually listening. And, uh, uh, yeah, give us some feedback out there, you people, uh, out there in radio land, and let us know. Are you listening? Are you, uh, are you liking what you hear? Do you want to hear more? Do you want to hear on particular subjects? Because it would be uh, handy. I know that Mark had uh, quite a time trying to listen to us before and i guess this sound is really improved which is great because next week we're having uh timothy baldwin on uh with his uh new book on romans 13 uh i'm really curious as to whether he's going to read our book on the subject <laughs> but it's yeah. gonna it should be an interesting conversation i i i don't want to beat up the poor attorney i want to get, get the, uh I want him to get his opinion out, and uh you know reading the book, there is a lot of information that I've come across that's in there that i uh, that could be of value uh but of course, there isn't anybody I agree with one hundred percent, and occasionally I'll voice my opinion on that subject, <laughs> so I hope he can take it because uh, we're gonna we're gonna it should get lively before it's over. Did anything else going on in Texas?
0: uh no, no, but it, uh yeah, i mean judging from the dots it uh you know it, it looks like there's uh, at least a couple of hundred uh uh on the uh on the world map there, so it's that's good news um hey, what are the chances uh that you uh that we might have uh robin riot on the uh on the show sometime?
2: Uh yeah, you know, actually I don't even know who that is but uh
0: well that's who did the uh that's who did the uh uh the uh, uh I guess the seminar uh from the uh 11th annual uh old paths uh, uh thing I I think I sent you a, a DVD of it He did the uh uh the government takeover of the church
2: DVD. Oh okay. Okay, okay, right. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Uh, yeah, I'm bad at names. I'm terrible at that. You have to forgive me. Yeah, for me that. too. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, we probably could. Uh, it, we'll just have to, you know, we're we're taking up next week. But uh, uh, we're going to probably have to find somebody. to. I don't want to be dumping this on poor Paul again. But uh, to help us coordinate who will be on the shows and who will not be on the shows. Uh, you know, I actually have a little switch here on my microphone if you think that I'm overriding a little bit, I can hit the button and come down here and people can tell me if that's a bad thing or a good thing but I just yeah,
0: well, I got you uh, pretty clear here yeah, uh, it's just I think when, uh, just on occasion you were, not not all the time you were um, um, it just sounded like you might need to back off an inch or two Uh, but uh, I'm also happy to announce that this new phone number here is uh seems to be working well with um and magic jack, which the old one uh from the talk shoe of course i couldn't get through at all uh so that's good
2: okay well that's good so we're we're making progress here
0: we're making and... progress we're <laughs> we're gonna take over the world <laughs> as, you, as, you can, okay. as you can clearly see from all the red. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well we little. we have to
2: get these people connecting in real ways and, and uh I know you've had some meetings out there uh, you have uh, you're talking about a his church in Brazos, uh,
0: uh right, yeah. Uh up in uh yeah we've been uh we've been doing uh, uh get together so we got another one uh next next Saturday so uh, I don't know if I'll be able to catch the the baldwin interview live but uh um i'll catch it on the replay if not but uh, uh it's yeah that that's going well so we're uh we're happy about that
2: uh, that's good that's good yeah yeah i've got to learn to recognize everybody's voice and, and it's good that people that are listening realize that this network is growing there are more and more people connecting we have the The immediate network that i know and then there's the extended network that i don't know uh but it's very important that we build those connections and in order for those connections to hold during hard times we have to build relationships uh and that can't be done over the radio that's got to be done in person with real people on the ground and that's that's our goal to make that happen everywhere we can
0: yeah well um I don't want to take up uh, any more time I'll let somebody else call in here but I just wanted to test out the new system myself and see if uh see if I could get through on this uh you know using my phone source okay and, uh, and so uh glad to report that everything is about uh you know it's is about perfect from from this end sounds good and it seems to be working good
2: Okay, well, it's great to hear your voice again. There's something a lot more personal than an email. So, <laughs> so God <laughs> bless you, Mark. Right, Take care.
0: All right, then. Bye-bye.
2: So that number, again, we'll give it out real quick because we're running out of time. If you want to get in uh, and let you, your voice be heard by all those little red dots, the number is 414-395-2442. That's 414 395 Anyway, so we, we gave the announcement that we are going to have a retreat here. We are going to have next week Timothy Baldwin for at least two hours. Uh, we want to get more guests in uh, to come on the show. They don't have to do two hours. They could do a half hour. We'd like to see some of the contact ministers calling in and giving us a brief update, especially if they have good news. You want to have bad news, keep it to yourself. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, there's no good news, but good news. Uh, that's, that's what we deal in is the good news. And even when bad things happen, we can turn them to good. Even when somebody creates a Federal Reserve, that will give us an opportunity to learn to value real money. <laughs> when somebody creates a welfare system based on the sword and coveting their neighbor's goods, that will give us real opportunity to learn to appreciate a faith open charity and return to the ways of God because we've already been to hell we can now seek the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness so uh anyway that's but that's gonna end up, depend on everybody's individual walk and learning to walk together um Can you think of any other announcements? Uh, It seems to me I should have written down a series of them. Uh, Everybody should be on the network. Uh,
3: You can talk about the upcoming talk shoes.
2: Okay, yeah, there's a couple of talk shoes, and I couldn't tell you where they all are or what the telephone numbers are. Uh, Scott has one, uh, Phyllis and the PA, she calls it. That's Pennsylvania, for those who didn't make that connection. Uh, And the Pennsylvania group... It covers, you know, all the way to Maryland, I think. Most of the network is uh, is sectioned off into individual groups uh, that include several states. Uh, and the reality is, is that's uh, uh, simply because we wanted to have enough people on those groups that they could have real conversations, but not so much that you end up with 500 emails a day. As those groups continue to grow... It is our intention to break those groups off into state groups so that California group won't have to include Nevada and New Mexico. It will just be the California group. But we won't do that till the Nevada group is sufficient in size to be self-sustaining. And even when we break those email groups off, we are not breaking anybody off from the groups because they're all interconnected with these uh, contact ministers which is a shadow of ministers of record, which are the tens, hundreds, and thousands. Those of you who went to public school, you probably didn't learn how that is, the governments of the tens, hundreds, and thousands work. but it was the most amazing thing. No tyrant could rise up anywhere where the tens, hundreds, and thousands were living by faith, open charity. Because... Everybody cared about each other's rights as much as their own. And that precept can operate from one end of this country to the other. And you don't have to elect a different president, although you will end up with a different president. You don't have to get rid of the Federal Reserve, although it will become less and less important. You don't have to walk the plank. You just have to start learning how to love one another. And... You can't love your neighbor from a pew. You have to actually get on the street where he lives. You have to get on uh, into a community where you can actually be in contact with one another and be there for one another. Now the kingdom is not about isolating yourself. It's about coming together without diminishing your individual rights. And you cannot do that without love. And that's that's why we've created the network on the way we have that's not creating the kingdom of heaven. That's always been here at hand. And you edify it by seeking the ways of Christ, which happened to also be the ways of Moses, and also are the ways of Abraham. And so Muslims, Christians, everybody should come together if they're really faithful. Abraham, Moses, to Jesus Christ. So we'll see you. And if you want to know about the talk shows? Get on the network, and they'll tell you the individuals. That was you on the radio. Next, God week.
3: bless everybody.
6: You have been listening to the Keys of the Kingdom with Brother Gregory of His Holy Church.